Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the weekly MMA Cycles Market Update. This is Gianni DePoche, your host. I'm joined this week by a very special guest, financial astrologer William Stickovers. William, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me on your show. I really appreciate the opportunity. I'm really glad that you're here, and uh, we're excited to have you. So uh, let's dive right in. Um, what's what's on your uh, radar right now in terms of geocosmic signatures and, and markets? Well, you know, I think the big thing is we're still feeling the effects of the Jupiter-Pluto alignment. And that's been taking, um, that's been really, I mean, we could see certainly what's transpired in the first and second quarter of this year. Uh, look what happened with the banks. Look what the uh, incessant uh, protracted uh, issue with inflation, right? It's still systemic. It is still not going away. And um, I think that what we're seeing here is liquidity issues. We're seeing borderline liquidity issues. Obviously, it's a liquidity issue in regards to the regional and smaller banks. This is very classic with Jupiter-Pluto when they keep raising interest rates. And we have to remember that Jupiter, anytime, whether it's Jupiter-Pluto, Jupiter-Uranus, right? You oh, Jupiter-Saturn, it is inflationary. And what have we had? jupiter Saturn conjunction. Actually, I would argue it's a Jupiter, uh, uh, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto triple conjunction in 2020. Then we had the Jupiter Pluto conjunction. And now we're transitioning and we're in effective orb of the Jupiter Uranus conjunction, all spell out protracted, systemic, persistent inflation. Well, I'm glad you uh, started us off with that. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here and run through a couple of quick charts uh, just to recap some of the uh, market price action. Uh, looking at the Dow Jones here, you know, it was a pretty volatile day. We had the GP, uh, GDP reading earlier this week come in above expectations. You know, you're talking about uh, inflation here. We did have a lower than expected core PCE reading on Friday. But uh, William, I do tend to agree with you. First and foremost, it's important to remember that these inflation numbers are laggard in nature. Um, you know, when we look at what's happening, interest rates are still trickling higher. Uh, big moves from the Bank of Japan finally saying they're going to let the yield curve control kind of uh, uh, phase its way out. And even crude oil staging a nice little bit of a rebound here. Uh, take a look at USO real quick going out near the highs of the week. So uh, I think we need to be aware, as you said, uh, of these inflationary pressures that remain persistent. Uh, in this market right now. So uh, what else is on your horizon over the next six to 12 months? Well, I think the big issue or the big driving factor is we're certainly at the dawn of a technological Cambrian explosion with the emerging Jupiter-Uranus alignment that will be exact around the time of the Bitcoin halving cycle in April of 2024. So if you use a 15 degree orb, it's what I use for both my geopolitical and macro forecasting, uh, we are already now uh, in the waning phase of the Jupiter-Pluto, which will still be persistent and uh, influential in terms of what it's doing with the markets, particularly with the interest rates and how the lagging factor of the interest rates are, is going to uh, express itself uh, in regards to um, in regards in, in terms of the impact it will have on the market, meaning that there's a lagging factor. There's a lagging sure. factor because, right, from what I see, we're still in that peak everything bubble, right? With that Saturn-Uranus alignment, right? We see as that bubble got bigger and bigger and bigger until the beginning of 2022, we saw increased market instability. And that 
got transferred over into the regional and uh, local and regional banks, which are still distressed. We're seeing interest rates increasing. Inflation has been, um, I mean, if you look at John uh, John Williams, he's an economist. He estimates the real rate of inflation uh, is somewhere between 13 and 14%. So we are not, the real rate of inflation is really the crux of the problem that is being hidden from investors, right? Now, some investors like you and I realize that, but most investors think they're getting these like 20% returns on the NASDAQ. When the, when the reality is far different from that. So yeah. it's not just outperforming the markets, it's outperforming the inflation hurdle. And with Jupiter, Uranus is extremely inflationary, very inflationary. Yes, it's very bullish. That tends to be a, um, um, a sense among, the sentiment amongst investors, extremely bullishness, right? Where there's greater level of risk, greater level of instability, Right, investors becoming complacent due to this um, sense of entitlement of a long bull market cycle. All right, being oblivious to the inherent risk and believing they can outsmart the market is the biggest peril that is coming between now and January of this year. So let, let me uh, make sure I'm understanding you correctly. Do Do you think interest rates are going to continue rising into that Jupiter Uranus conjunction in April? Yeah, I think I think this was the last one, but it, we could have one more, right? Because the pal has look, he's he's been consistent. He's stuck to his guidance about rate hikes, right? And he's basically maintained the Federal Reserve will not change policy until inflation is firmly below two percent. Right <laughs> now, we know that could break the markets, and that's exactly what the Jupiter Uranus, where we see the markets going higher and higher, but more instability. So the Laggett effect is being overlooked by investors. We saw this happen with Jupiter-Pluto. Jupiter-Pluto is going to come into, um, we'll still be in a range of orb in the uh, third, and four, especially in the third quarter of this year. So I expect um, the last, if this is not the last rate hike, and I, uh, we will have one more within four months of that. So the Laggett effect is the most crucial economic factor that many Wall Street and financial media seem to be overlooking. And there is, you know, uh, we, we're seeing several macroeconomic indicators suggesting potential trouble ahead. So we're going to see uh, the Jupiter-Pluto would certainly be indicative of those potential um, problematic gray swan indicators. And this disregard could likely lead to unforeseen financial losses. So we're going to see a hot market as things become fundamentally more unstable. And we're going to see over tightening, over tightening. So the, my current expectation is for one more 25 basis point rate hike max this year uh, with no reductions uh, in, in 2023 and rate cuts uh, will probably likely occur sometime in 2024. Uh, so I, but I do see inflation, the real rate of inflation, still staying persistently high no matter what they do. Well, you, you said a couple of things that I really like um, so far. You mentioned the liquidity factor, and that that's a big thing when interest rates are going up. You know, we tend to forget that volatility goes both ways. So, you know, you're going to get these whipsaw moves to the upside and to the downside. I mean, you even see what happened 
this past Thursday, you know, we had a, a you know, a bearish engulfing candlestick outside day bar. Uh, but then today on Friday, we're right back up. And that's that's the type of price action you see in low liquidity environments that are the result of a rising interest rate environment. Um, so I think that's very important to keep in mind. And, uh, you know, you, you raise an excellent point as well um, when it comes to understanding the difference between nominal gains and real gains. You know, uh, if you have a 15 percent gain, but inflation is 8 percent, your real gain is only 7 percent. So uh, I really appreciate you sharing that with our audience. Um, aside from the Jupiter-Pluto and, you know, obviously when this Venus retrograde period um, right now, are there any other geocosmic signatures that, that you're watching, um, perhaps even from a, a geopolitical standpoint and how that might impact markets over the next several months? Well, I think a lot of financial analysts, because they don't have a technology background like I do, uh, are really underplaying or marginalizing the impact of what I call the technological Cambrian explosion, which uh, is essentially we're going to see an era of decentralization and technological advancement accelerate and intensify over the next 24 months, which will have a will which will advance at a greater rate over those 24 months than we've seen in a 20 year period, meaning because of the law of exponential returns, we're going to see exponential growth and development and integration of these type of decentralization. So we're, I'm seeing a transition, the era of virtualization, right? Rapid advancements in mobile technology where everybody's connected everywhere, the emergence of these devices, right? Through the internet of things, uh, as we transition, as that's continuing to accelerate, we we have this larger transition of decentralization. So uh, we can expect a new set of new technologies to emerge and transforming our lives and industries in a much bigger, more impactful way uh, within the next 24 months. So blockchain, distributed ledger technology, artificial intelligence, we're moving, transitioning from uh, weak AI to strong AI, which will borderline on artificial general intelligence, quantum computing, uh, biotechnology and genomics is going to go mainstream starting next year, which will enable personalized medicine, gene editing, potential eradication of certain genetic diseases, major breakthroughs that way. Virtual reality and augmented reality are going to go mainstream. Uh, and then, of course, we have the renewable technology. But the more important thing is energy storage breakthrough. Yeah. But the big problem with this is that they can generate the electricity, but it cannot be stored in a way that's scalable and sustainable for the type of ESG requirements that are being pushed down onto governments. So I'm seeing that as a big upside opportunity. A lot of people overlooking. I don't think the action is where the S&P 500 is going to be this time three years from now, but where these exponential technologies are the more disruptive they are, the more um, the more upside there will be. So what I'm seeing here is the greater level of volatility we see with these ETFs, these tech, you know these different types of ETFs, and with the crypto, the more upside. This is very different than someone that looks at volatility as a problematic issue that indicates downside price movement, right? right. So we have to think inversely. 
especially now that we're at this, the verge of experiencing the most rapid period of technological advancement in human history. What we will achieve between 2023 and 2032 with the Saturn-Uranus alignment will be equivalent of 40 years of technological advancement inside of um, inside of nine years, nine, 10 years. Well, there certainly are, are no shortage. There's no shortage of geocosmic catalysts for that, you know, between Pluto ingressing definitively into Aquarius and Uranus right. going into Gemini during this period. I also, you know, when you were sharing the, um, you know, the, the new medical technologies emerging, that made me think of the, um, the uh, Saturn-Neptune conjunction that's going to unfold in, in Aries too. So yeah, definitely uh, an exciting time for that. Uh, so uh, one other thing I want to ask you about, William. The Saturn-Neptune Aries on the world point. Yeah, yeah. Now that that makes it yeah. much more significant. This is not an ordinary Saturn-Neptune conjunction. So now Saturn-Neptune on the world that. point would indicate deflationary yeah. forces. So we yeah. go from inflation yeah. to deflation. Brilliant. Right? And we see the uh, fiat currency system or the fiat currencies, many fiat currencies start going to zero in terms of real purchasing power. And that could include the dollar based on other larger macro and geopolitical forces that are operative. And of course, the war in Ukraine, right? I see that accelerating and intensifying. Uh, it's not going very well for the Ukrainians. And I, I see the Russians uh, able to secure their position in eastern Ukraine and will be and NATO will be forced to broker a deal. We'll see how that turns out. That will be a factor because why? The largest exporter, all right, of 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 grain, wheat, and most importantly, fertilizer, fertilizer for the Middle East, for Central Asia, um, uh, for many many different parts of the third world come primarily out of Ukraine and Russia, and they are not exporting. So we have another potential Arab Spring scenario emerging, right, with the Jupiter-Uranus Jupiter alignment. Why? Go back to 2010, 2011. Did 17 countries went into revolution over the price of food, if right. you remember, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about to happen again. So that's going to be another factor we have to look at in terms of this instability of the larger macro markets, regardless what the Fed is doing with interest rates. Yeah. Well, you you mentioned, uh, and I wanted to ask you about it as well. So wh where do you think crypto and, and Bitcoin and other uh, blockchain technology fits into this whole situation? Well, I think Bitcoin is going to eat everything. I think Bitcoin is going to reach parity with gold and total market capitalization by the time of the halving event. And um, if you look at the halving event, uh, depending on whether, if the price of Bitcoin is somewhere around 45,000, we're looking at a 386,000 within one year after the halving event of April of 2025. So uh, once, um, you know, once Bitcoin reaches parity with silver in terms of total market capitalization, it will then go after gold and it will start eating away at gold where uh, gold's market capitalization is about 11 trillion. So after that, then it goes after the stock market, the bond market, then the real estate wow. market. So Bitcoin's becoming the world reserve currency and the safe haven. Gold is no longer the world reserve currency. The smart money is not moving their money into gold. They're moving it into Bitcoin. And when BlackRock ETF gets approval, possibly in September, right? There's no going back. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, William Stickiverse. William, where can we find your work? This was excellent. Oh, thank you very much.
Uh, yeah, uh, we you can find me at williamstickevers.com. I have a regulus forecasting group that specializes in giving uh, presentations and doing asset allocation portfolio recommendations uh, specific to clients. Uh, williamstickevers.com is at my website. And um, I have a geopolitical forecasting group uh, called Global Transformation Astrology. We cover the whole gamut, not just economics. And a crypto group. I have a crypto astrology group where we go into uh, twice a month into doing actual crypto forecasting and trading purposes. Excellent. Thank you so much, William, for joining us today. Uh, you can find all of our work at www.mmacycles.com, uh, our trading academy, our market reports where we cover stocks, bonds, currencies, uh, interest rates, and commodities. And um, that's all for now. So uh, thank you, everyone, for watching. We'll be back same time, same place next Friday. Have a great weekend.